0: Welcome aboard the Battleship Retention. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you for listening, David. Yes. How you doing?
1: It feels good to be back on schedule. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Because the mean? last few episodes, the one was without you, mm-hmm. and then like the two before that were recorded at a different yes. time, and we yes. did the commentaries in there. Like, we're back to our normal schedule of podcast as evidenced by the three plus hour movie journal that i'm sure you all are just now finishing listening to yes indeed <laughs> uh but yeah we're all caught up all caught up and nowhere to go
0: <laughs> that's the saying all right so uh before we get started you know what yeah sorry no that's not true we're started now because this episode is brought to you by movie oh
1: we're doing ads now yeah sure okay sure uh, I, mean, I had curated. a thing but okay We'll get to your thing. All right. Uh, usually we break up the thing with the ads. I'm going to break up your face with my <laughs> yeah, fist. You probably are. Uh, <laughs> I'd have it coming. Uh,
0: All right, this episode is brought to you. We've been recording for three hours, everybody. We're a little bit punchy. Yeah. Uh, This episode is brought to you by Movie, a curated online cinema that brings its members a handpicked selection of the best independent, international, and classic films. Every day, Movie's curators introduce a new title, and you have thirty days to watch it. That means there's always thirty wonderful films to enjoy, all for only eight ninety nine a month. Plus, when you use their mobile apps, you can download films to watch offline. All right. So, currently available on Movie now. Uh, Since you just finished the movie journal, you know that there is a film that I mentioned watching but didn't talk about. And that is Orson Welles, The Trial Um, movie featured it recently because uh, Orson Welles birthday just passed. Um, And I had actually never seen The Trial. Uh, I think I had tried to watch it in the past, but I I had a DVD copy that didn't work. And so then I tried to watch a VHS copy It was really muddy and shitty And I just never really got around to it And then I saw that it was featured on movie, And I thought, oh, I'll give this a watch And I will say, first off, that it has been cleaned up And it looks absolutely gorgeous mm. um, This is I know that this is one of the only movies That Wells actually did get final cut on And The version you see is the version he made uh, Nobody interfered And I also know that uh, From the Simon Callow book that I that I read over the fall um that uh Wells just he got the money he needed like it just everything went well with this film and I like it a great deal in a way it just it it, it was only a matter of time before Wells arrived at Kafka like it 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 was just the way that he makes movies up to that point it was 62 and so by that time he had made the stranger mr Arkadin, and, and uh, lady from shanghai and all these um <clears throat> wells as a director is something you know I, I realize that uh we're just doing an ad so i can't be pontificating about orson right. wells as a director but he's a very interesting director in that he's just there's such an ornate baroque quality to him that I think makes his films even when they are fun and playful they're not easy to watch like he just pulls you into this world that is not necessarily the most pleasant world I, I, I seldom think that any of his characters are happy um, so even when you know uh, Joseph K uh, from the trial even when, even before he's accused of this crime that he doesn't know, uh, you get the impression his life's not that great um, and so there's just, I I'm perpetually fascinated with every new film I see by Orson Welles, not new, obviously, but new to me. Uh, I just get a, a deeper view into his psyche. And I think his view of the world and I feel like maybe he did not have a very high opinion of humanity. Um, if this, even when he's, but he also was like a magician and so I think he also liked playing little tricks uh, on people, and it just is perpetually fascinating the way the stories he chose to tell, the way he chose to tell them, uh, and when you string them all together, you know, incorporating his love of Shakespeare, and I, I know that he liked Dickens, not that he ever did a Dickens adaptation, um, and then his natural theatricality. It really is just fascinating to see any of his movies, especially when in the context of his other films. I thought The Trial was tremendously... Enjoyable isn't the right word, because it's not a movie I think that is meant to be enjoyed. I think it is... it is it is a real uh, nightmare in a lot of ways. And yet it's a night, it's a very, it's very wry with an, and very arch Mm -hmm. the way that he could do. Um, And so it's, you've never had a more, it's never been more fun having a nightmare, but also (laughs) fun has never been so nightmarish. Um, So yeah, I, I really, I'm happy that I saw it. I'm happy I saw it like this. I'm not saying that just because it's movie, Uh but that it's so cleaned up and it's so, it looks so beautiful. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to let everyone know that, uh, the trial is available on Mubi right now, and there's a special offer for listeners of Battleship Retention. You can try Mubi free for a month. Just go to Mubi.com, that's M-U-B-I.com, slash Battleship to redeem now.
1: And I want to tell you about tweakedaudio.com, which is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. They look great, they sound great, Tyler, and I use them each and every day of our lives. Today, uh, I'm happy, to use, uh, so often I feel like I'm like, what was I listening to today? Oh, someone who died recently. Uh, um, but uh, today I was listening to FKA twigs because she announced that she had had uh, surgery and come through and was recovered. So All in right. celebration of uh, FKA twigs feeling better, which she announced that she was recovered from surgery by posting an Instagram video of herself pole, pole dancing. So, you know, keep being, yeah. keep being twigs, twigs. Um, so, I was, so that's what I was listening to. sounding sounded great on my, on my earbuds. Uh, you can, uh, uh, what, what, what do I usually say here, they're available at a low, low price. Price at tweakedaudio.com. But if you use the offer code pretension at checkout, you get one third off that low, low <coughs> price and no shipping charges. So go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code pretension. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort
0: of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95.
1: Okay, well, here's my thing that I was going to say. Okay. You decided to hijack the show and do things out of order. Yeah. Um, still not crazy you about you apparently it. think I've, the show can go on
0: without me um, uh, last week. You don't have a sense without me. I'm not following
1: uh, um, No, did you see the incredibly stupid <laughs> thing about Greta Gerwig that went uh, viral, I guess? No, I guess I didn't. So some dork ass... Okay, went to see the movie. I feel pretty. They're not door because they're not a doorcast because of that, right? And this person, uh, I don't know, uh, he or she just has a. All I know is a Twitter name, which I can't remember, which is not a gendered name. So I have no idea okay. who this person is sitting in the theater tweeting about the. You know, you know, it's pre-movie. They're tweeting okay. at this point. No one's broken any rules. It won't, won't remain so. Okay. Uh, Greta Gerwig and I guess some friends then walk in, sit down a row or two in front of this person, and this person proceeds to live tweet the entire like Greta Gerwig's, rea- Gerwig's reactions to the entire movie. So sitting there in the theater, mm-hmm. live tweeting. Also, Greta Gerwig sounds like she's talking a whole lot. So mm. everyone in this story sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm like and there's been so much like the initial way of reactions were like, you know, like standard, like internet speak, like, Oh my God, this person live tweeted, Greta Gerwig's reactions to I feel pretty. And it was everything or whatever. It's something stupid like that. But it's like, no, that's awful. This is stupid. Uh, but then other people are like, <coughs> uh, jumping down the tweeters throat. Like you shouldn't be tweeting. And other people are like, uh, Greta Gerwig shouldn't be talking. It's like, no one should be doing any of this and right now i'm sorry tyler but now right now i have made us part of the problem by even talking about it (laughs) but i just wanted to point out that i have spent uh a full like over 24 hours now thinking about how stupid it is this is even a story yeah okay so i googled
0: greta gerwig i feel pretty so here are some of the headlines hero audience member live tweeted greta gerwig's reactions to i feel pretty wow that's uh, wow. That's vulture. Uh, Busy Phillips, who Jen is a big fan of on Instagram. And is, uh, is she in? I feel pretty. Is she? I don't know. I think she might be. Oh, OK. Stands to reason. Uh, Busy Phillips slams moviegoer movie goer who live tweeted Greta Gerwig ripping her film. <laughs> I oh, feel pretty. Yeah. OK, there we go. Um, at Junkie, Junkie with uh, two E's. Uh, someone live tweeted Greta Gerwig watching. I feel pretty. And wow. <laughs> Let's see. <clears throat> Do you know the, uh, someone live tweeted, this is from hello giggles. Uh, uh-huh. uh, that's the name of the website, not a person. Uh-huh. Uh, someone live tweeted live tweeted Greta Gerwig's reaction. To I feel pretty. And it's an emotional journey for everyone. That one probably is true.
1: Uh, it's awful. There's a, there's a hockey podcast. Listen to it's the ESPN hockey podcast, ESPN on ice. And they do. So there was, uh, this won't mean anything to you, but they do a weekly segment called Phil Kessel loves hot dogs. Phil Kessel is a player, uh, for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And there was a, like, a, uh, like a Twitter hockey news story that went around for a couple days that apparently he had a hot dog every day at the hot dog vendor out that, that set up uh, like a, on the street outside his apartment building mm-hmm. and so now every week ESPN and Ice <coughs> does a segment about what stupid non-story is the hockey media going crazy about this week and they call it Phil Kessel loves hot dogs That's fun. this should be in the movie version of that we, ha- we should start a segment called <laughs> Greta Gerwig Hated I Feel Pretty. <laughs> and just, it should just be about the stupid, uh, whatever stupid thing is occupying right, people. Now, hang on.
0: Hang on now. Her hating I Feel Pretty, that's a non-story. Who cares? Right. Her talking during a movie. Right. Somebody who makes movies uh-huh. talking during a movie, that's a story. It's one I'm not happy about. Okay.
1: But the way we know about it is because of another shit stain. Uh, Yeah, there's no winner. You're right. There's
0: no winners here.
1: Yeah, it's it's awful. All right, so let's get into it, shall we? Normally we would do the ads, and then I would say let's get into it, shall we? But I'm all thrown off for some reason. Uh, We are doing our annual summer movie preview. You know... (laughs) There are two people on this show, and every <laughs> once in a while, I want to do things my way. I thought All you right. were just going to end with, uh, you know, like uh, Lana from Archer. <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm riding high from my success at the International Christian Film yep. Festival.
1: You took it by uh, storm.
0: I took it by storm. I like to think it's mine now. Uh, and so... I want to come here and start bossing people around, but you're the only one in the room. So you know what? We do the ads when I do the when I say we do the ads. In fact, you know what? Right. This episode is brought to you by <laughs> movie. Okay. Sorry. Okay. What are we? No, what are this we is
1: fine about, for this week. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, we're doing our annual summer movie preview. Okay. I think for the second year in a row without Josh Fata. I know. Um, basically, Josh literally wanted to do it up until yesterday. Uh, but the problem is, as you may have known from watching TV, sometimes uh, Josh Vader is very busy. Yeah, he's a man. Uh, yeah, so he ended up finding out he had to fly out uh, like in the middle of the night tonight. I'm not sure if he's left yet um, to go be on a TV show. I'll text him uh, and ask. So <laughs> no, I think he's busy. Okay. Um So yeah, we're it's just going to be just going to be us going through the the movies. Um, but I hope next general we'll. Uh, a, we need to have Josh on for other stuff than this annual movie preview. Uh but hopefully next year we'll get back to our tradition of um uh decrying which movies uh look boring. Yes. Um uh, <laughs> with Josh. But no, what we're going to do cuz we are soups professional, we are going to go through flip through the entertainment Weekly annual movie preview instead of doing our own research about release dates and what's coming out. We're just going to uh tip of the hat to Entertainment Weekly Mm -hmm. uh, summer movie preview Uh, and so they do things generally by month except they usually start with what they've decided is the big one okay so they've decided the big one this year or at least the one whose cover picture on the cover would sell them the most issues is Jurassic World Fallen Fallen Kingdom which is Jurassic Park 5 yes Jurassic World 2 right okay I mean not having seen a Jurassic Park movie since The Lost World I don't care, but it also is kind of annoying that we're just renaming, like starting over the count in the middle. Do
0: you it's, know what I mean? It's the name of the park, you know? It's called Jurassic World now. Although, when no, it comes but
1: right into no, it... see, I, I didn't have a problem with calling Jurassic Park for Jurassic World. Okay. I did not have a problem with that. I have the problem with this one now seeming like it's the second movie in a franchise... Sure. ...when it's clearly the fifth. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like if you just called it, <coughs> Jurassic Kingdom, mm-hmm. that would be yeah, that's fine. Sure, that's yeah, fun. That would be in that in that sense you're doing the um, the Mission Impossible thing because it's Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible Two, Mission Impossible Three. Then they started giving them names: Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, Fallout. Yeah.
0: I wonder why that is. Who makes that decision? Uh, What's wrong with you know Mission Impossible Four? Why did they decide not to call it that?
1: Yeah, I don't know, um, but uh, <coughs> anyway. Um, maybe I do have a problem with that because I'm just realizing I've only seen the numbered ones. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, oh, of mission,
0: of mission Impossible? Yeah. Well, and what's interesting is when you think about it, there, there is no Jurassic Park 2. There's the Lost World Jurassic right. Park. And, and, then and then there's Jurassic Park three. 3.
1: Yeah. So they're all, they're all over the place. Uh, do we have anything to say about Jurassic World, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? It looks terrible, but it's directed by J.A. Bayona, who made
0: my favorite movie of 2016, A Monster Calls.
1: Okay, I yeah. Think okay. He also directed The Orphanage? He directed The Orphanage. Yeah. But he also made <laughs> The Impossible, which I think is terrible. The, but I know some people think it's pretty good. I don't know. I mean, I guess it showed he can work with the with effects. But even that, I think about it, there's only the one effects scene in The Impossible. I um, mean, there's and there's a lot of effects in A Monster Calls, but
0: I also just feel like... Right, but he, Impossible was first, is what I'm saying. True, yes. yes.
1: But I'm uh, just yeah, I, to, I did
0: like A Monster Calls. I kind of forgot that was him. But that's the thing is, like, I just in watching the trailer, this just I mean, listeners know that uh, I just rewatched Jurassic World and just gets narratively worse every time I see it. (laughs) And this just continues that the the trend of it. And I just and but now we're spending more time with characters that I think are completely uh, undeveloped. So I, although Toby Jones shows up, so it's like, all right, well, that's okay. something, but yeah, I'm not holding out a lot of hope for it.
1: Okay. Well, jumping that's back. That's, that's June. We started in June. Cause that's apparently the big one jumping, jumping back into may, we got solo, a star Wars story, which comes out in a few days from when you're hearing this, right? Mm, no, it comes out,
0: uh, like two weeks. Oh, oh that's right. That's right. Yes. Less than two weeks, but yeah,
1: uh, yeah, not not that soon. Um, I thought it was a week earlier. You're right. It's the 25th, yes. not the 18th. Right. <coughs> I, I guess I thought they pulled an, uh, an Infinity War and bumped it up a week. Do you remember I that? T- Did they? Yeah, but it was only like, that was how I found out what the release date of Infinity War was. Oh, okay. <laughs> was like, apparently everyone, it was supposed to be the first Friday in May. And then they like, surprise, it's going to come out a week earlier. And everyone was like, holy shit. And I was like, oh, so I guess it comes up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, di- I didn't know what the release date was to begin with. Yeah, I guess I didn't
0: either. Um, I just looked for the email that says, do you want to go to this screening?
1: But the only, reason it, the only reason it actually screwed me up was with my review of Rampage, which I almost forgot to post. Because mm-hmm. when Avengers moved up a week, Rampage moved up a week. But I had in my notes uh-huh. that it was coming out a week Later, So I did end up, yeah, I posted my Rampage review uh, kind of last minute. I was wondering uh, <laughs> why that happened, because you're usually more, uh, more on than that. I generally, right now, my, my life has been crazy. <laughs> and I, uh, I have, if I think about how many reviews I need to write for things that are coming out in the next few weeks, or even finishing my t- written TCM coverage, uh, I'm behind. I'm behind. All right, so do we have any thoughts on Solo, a Star Wars story? I, so I, I will be seeing this and reviewing it right. and
0: I am not holding out a lot of hope for it. I, so, I mean, unfortunately I think this is we the, know so much about the behind the scenes. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. All the th- all the changes that were made, all the ways the studio wasn't happy with things. Yeah. But, but
1: that happened with Rogue One and I really liked Rogue One.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah I'm 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 perfectly willing to be surprised uh I like Alden Ehrenreich or at least in the film I saw him in which was Hail Caesar um and I think he could probably he's in something else right yeah he was in um oh um
1: Rules Don't Apply yeah Yeah.
0: that's a great movie and then he wasn't was he in Tetro no or he was in some uh Francis Ford Coppola film I don't remember which one um But yeah, uh, I'm I'm interested to see Donald Glover. I could see him overplaying the part of Lando, uh, like playing an idea of Billy D. Williams, which. Twixt. Twixed, Yes. The greatest Comic-Con panel I've ever been to. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Um, but and, and I like Ron Howard. I think he's a very solid director. I don't think he's I, uh, with the exception of, of uh, Apollo 13. I don't think he's ever astonished me. Um, so I think the film's probably going to be fine. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm ready for it to dazzle me. I'm just not expecting it.
1: I feel like this is something we talked about, I think, uh, recently. For the first time there's a Star Wars movie coming out and I don't feel like there's a Star Wars movie coming out. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And I don't know if it's absolutely. because it's only been, it's been less than half a year since the Last Jedi. Yeah. Or is it because of all the background stuff that this doesn't feel as special? But yeah, I'm not... Uh, Not that I, I mean, I'm not not a Star Wars, you know, uh, uh, devotee to begin with, but I know that there are events and they usually feel like events. And this is one that doesn't feel like an event.
0: I think it's a number of things. I mean, it's not as though it's not being advertised. It is very heavily, but I think this is, okay, so there have only been two Star Wars stories. There's Rogue One and this. Mm -hmm. All right. And Rogue One, yes, they're all characters that are new to us, but it is tied... Well, they found a way to get R2-D2 and (laughs) C-3PO in there. Yeah, of course they did. Um, But it is tied so directly to the films we know. And while I recognize that, hey, this is Han Solo and Chewie and and, uh, Lando, um, none of them are played by the actors we know. And so... This more than anything could feel it just it doesn't feel like a Star Wars film. It feels like a fan film, like somebody oh, right. decided to do their own thing. I have a I have a friend named uh, Jamie who is uh, somewhat something of an online uh, like star. Uh, specifically, he's very good at impressions, and he made a fan film with our friend Doug Jones, um, <clears throat> in which he played a young Han Solo because he does a killer Harrison Ford impression Uh and it's, it's, it's great and it's really good. And the production value is very good. Um, and it's just a short film. You can find it online. Um, I believe it's called a Smuggler's story and it just, it, it feels like that,
1: you know? Um, and so it it feels small. Um, I like Alden Niren, I like Woody Harrelson. I really like Alan Glover. He's obviously having a moment right Mm now. Um, Amelia Clark, I feel like, I don't know. I like her presence, but having seen, a bunch of Game of Thrones, and having seen me before you, I'm not actually sure how great her range is. Um, I know, I don't know anything about her because
0: I, right. I don't watch Game of Thrones. And I'm wasn't
1: she in like she was in something Terminator probably. Salvation? Is that a movie? Is that the name of a movie or I, Genesis? Genesis, which I didn't see. Is there also a Salvation? Yes. Okay, she was in Genesis. Yes, yes Genesis. Genesis spelled wrong. <coughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, uh through. put through wine there somewhere. We're going to skip stuff that's already out. So terminal, I don't know The the seagulls out this weekend beast and overboard. We talked about mm-hmm. on the recent movie journal breaking in is out this weekend. All right. Book club comes out, uh, this week. Uh, I, yeah, I don't care to see it. Gen, yeah.
0: Jen was um, like, what are they doing? And I said, this film marketing class that I took at the end of my, uh, time yeah. at UCLA has been so helpful in approaching film, because I look at book club and the one quadrant. Okay, so we we talk about males, you know, age what is it, eighteen to thirty-five, something like that.
1: Yeah. So like you look at that class. as
0: like the 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 prime demo, but if you think in terms of quadrants, <clears throat> the quadrants that are actually most likely to go and see a movie are females. And of females under 25 and over 25, it is females over 25 that are the most likely to go out and see a movie. Males over 25, specifically, you know, middle-aged, they don't leave for anything. Like they, they stay home, and that's what they're going to do. Hmm. Uh, and so when you see something like uh, book club. Th- that i mean that's that demographic incidentally that movie last vegas or whatever uh-huh. that was them too like anything featuring like older anybody of any race of any genre uh older women are the demographic so now we've got basically the equivalent the female equivalent of last vegas these four older actresses that are very well respected and you know rightfully so like, this is the kind of thing that my mom, when she I don't know this for sure, except I do. Uh, the moment she saw an ad for that, she said, I want to see that movie. Has your mom read
1: Fifty Shades of Grey,
0: do you think? Highly doubt it. OK, she has probably read, uh, you know, uh, Amish historical fiction that doesn't include any kind of sexual <laughs> stuff. But uh, no, she's not read Fifty Shades of Grey
1: all right um Tully's already out supposed to be good yeah uh deadpool 2 is coming out and you yeah. haven't we haven't seen it yet but um i'm interested i mean are it's you? got a. I it's got i, a I never cast, saw the first one so i do like the cat uh this um i don't think you you don't watch atlanta right but this uh I watched a few episodes okay this az beats is great yeah yeah
0: and uh <clears throat> you know uh who is it uh, in the movie journal, you were talking about Ethan Hawke being an actor uh-huh. that can get you out to a movie. Josh Brolin is becoming that huh. for me, and him playing Cable is a really interesting uh, casting choice that I think works, but it, would, it just never would have occurred to me. And so I'm really, I'm really interested to see that. But I do worry that the film, you know, it's already, it already did that break the fourth wall thing, which can work really well. But I feel like, ugh it could really double down on that in a way that bothers me a lot, or it could be great. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I feel like I they we'll already,
0: as we talked about with uh, brandy, I think they already made a mis- have made a mistake by not recasting TJ Miller's part with uh-huh. Christopher Plummer. I feel like that would be a genuine stroke of genius. Yeah. But uh, anyway, okay, but I'm, so I'm looking forward to it cautiously. Let's see.
1: RPG's already out. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. <laughs> We talked about First Reformed on Mm -hmm. the Movie Journal. I'll just say again real quick that it's awesome. It's so good. It's very, very, very good. Uh, Bad Samaritan's out. Um, I don't know much about On Chesil Beach. We got invited to a screening, but no one can make it. Um, Vim Vendors has a documentary about Pope Francis coming out. Oh, interesting. That sounds cool.
0: Oh, yes. Okay. I saw somewhere I saw an image of the two of them uh, that's... Someone was was writing about it and it sounded pretty interesting. I
1: mean of um, course it's interesting. Let's see. Uh movie called Show Dogs it has a good cast. Okay. Stanley Paul, Stanley Tucci, RuPaul, Natasha Leone, Will Arnett. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. Uh The Gospel according to Andre we talked about in the movie journal is really, really good. Definitely worth che- checking out. It's a documentary about Andre Leon Talley. Um uh, and is really, really uh having already mentioned RBG this is a better version of the auto or not autobiographical the biographical documentary mm-hmm. um, let 's see how to talk to girls at parties uh, Nicole Kibben L Fanning okay yeah. uh, Life of the party is the new Ben Falcone Melissa Melissa McCarthy joint. I love Melissa McCarthy. The yeah. trailer looks pretty funny. Uh, now you saw, what was the first one? Tammy, right? I did not see Tammy. Oh, you, know, you, you know what? You saw Identity Thief. I did. I forget which of the most McCarthy movies I haven't seen you yeah. have. Um, so neither of us saw Tammy. I saw The Boss and thought it was kind of funny. Uh, Excuse me. Yes, I did as well. And yeah, Melissa McCarthy
0: is, I just mentioned it with Josh Brolin, she I, I didn't see Tammy but I've seen a lot of her other stuff. I I think she is maybe my fa- my favorite like comedic performer right now. I think she is hilarious like she's great at physical comedy, she's great at just uh ver- just verbal and dialogue. I think she just uh and she can bring a lot of heart to her characters and so Life of the Party sounds like a fun type of movie for her.
1: Okay. Um, well, what do we think about getting into June now? What do we think about oceans eight i I'm interested? It's Gary Ross, who
0: I think is a, is a dependable filmmaker. Um, and this cast is it's impressive. A, it's a great cast.
1: Uh, I mean, I don't know. Um, I haven't seen, I don't think I've seen Rihanna as an actress cause I didn't see battleship. I, nor did I. I'm trying to what else she has done as an actress unless I'm missing. Some, well, she played herself in, uh, what's the end of the, is it called the end of the world? What is the end of the world? This is the end. Oh, this is the, Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, she played herself. She was funny. She yeah. smacked Michael Sarah across the face. Yes, that's true. Um, but, uh, yeah, other than that, I like all these people like home bottom corner. I like Anne Hathaway always have, I feel like yeah. it's, I feel like it's cool again to like Anne Hathaway yeah. a little bit. It wasn't for a while, but I just want to make sure everyone knows that I'm OG and I never stopped. Like thinking Anne Hathaway was great. Yes uh Aquafina I like her from uh I mean, I only know her from Neighbors 2 but um uh she's she's good in that okay uh I've loved Sarah Paulson for forever yeah Mindy Kaling is one of the best and of course Kate Blanchett and Sandra Bullock also people yeah. that I really like so yeah that is a, that is a
0: very strong catch
1: I feel like if the film is competently
0: made with a good script that's going to be a big part of it yeah then I feel like we've I think it's going to be good and, and extremely watchable
1: yeah, I mean, I don't know if Gary Ross has ever made a movie that sucked. I mean, he's made some, he made Sea Biscuit, which is not great. It's kind of a little by the numbers. Yeah, but but it's still I comp- guess, it's still yeah, competent. What it, I'm saying is, yeah. with this cast and like you're saying, if it's a good script, by the numbers direction might not be the worst thing. Yeah, that's true. So it, it seems like it'll be a fun, fun night at the movies, no matter what. Although when you think about it, like for directorially, there's a big difference between Steven Soderbergh
0: and Gary Ross, like. Yeah, there does need to be a certain type of poppy flashiness to this. And I think, I think he can do it. I, I don't think it's organic to him. So no. it might feel a little bit fake, but again, I feel like if the script is good and if yeah. he just is able to kind of keep it moving, I think it'll be fine.
1: Now you're excited about Incredibles too. I am. Uh, and I think I am too, <clears throat> uh, especially with Bob Odenkirk doing a voice. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I, Bob Odenkirk has had the weird, like for someone that I knew who he was, <coughs> you know, 20 years ago, a long time ago. Yeah. Like it's on the one hand, like, obviously I'm glad that this guy who's so clearly talented has become a big deal, but the kind of big deal he's become, I never would have seen, you never. know, <laughs> that he's this like Emmy nominated, like dramedy yeah. guy. Uh, who has yeah. an entire?
0: And that's the thing. Even okay, put
1: if it weren't for Better
0: Call Saul, I'd say like yeah, that's still about right. Where he he's on Breaking Bad, but he's a supporting role and he's a comedic presence. Yeah. Uh, but then when they decided like okay, he's gonna have his own show and it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of drama in there. It's like okay, what? Uh-huh. This is a guy from yeah the Ben Stiller show, you know, as Manson. Uh, yeah.
1: Quite then he's, yeah. yeah. Did you ever see um <laughs> the Spectacular Now? No, he's got a couple scenes in there as, yeah. uh, Miles Teller's boss. And he's so good. And as
0: you know, I'm not a huge fan of Nebraska, but I think he's really good oh, in right. that as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: But the Incredibles two, it'll be good. Yeah. i right? probably, I don't know if it'll be good, but I'm excited for it. Okay. Uh,
1: I don't know much about boundaries, but, uh, I'm seeing it in a, uh, like a week. Uh, but it stars Vera for and Christ- and Christopher Plummer. Yeah. Hey, right. It's a road trip movie. um, which those can be great or can be really yeah. treacly depends on what you do with it. Christian is also in it. So that's good. All right. Uh, a kid like Jake, um, is a movie about, uh, Oh, Jim Parsons and Claire Danes play a married couple with a gender nonconforming child. Um, I love Claire Danes. I, I'm not a huge Jim Parsons fan, but I also don't know much about him because I've only, I've seen a handful of big bang (laughs) theories, but I never saw, I hear he was great in that HBO, uh, a normal heart. I think it was called. I I hear he was really good in that. I didn't see it. Um, he's in hidden figures. Uh, he's fine. He, yeah, yeah, that's right. He is in hidden figures. Um, yeah, I just mostly know him from watching the Emmys and seeing him accept awards and kind of like have this unsettlingly like, straightforward like measured way of speaking that uh back on my old old podcast previously on Sean and I used to say that Jim Parsons talks like a Bond villain.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? He he could be a good like villain character. Uh Yeah. He he you know because I'm always thinking like this. He could
1: play the Riddler. Yeah, there you go. Um I'm definitely interested in a Drift. Yeah, it because, looks really interesting. Uh I, yeah, and I've been <coughs> um, not necessarily a fan of all his movies but I've been following the career of Baltasar Kormakor the director okay. um, for a while uh, ever since he was making movies in Iceland and he made uh, what was it called One Reykjavik I think it was called oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he's come over here and made mostly big <coughs> dumb movies uh, like um Contraband, if you remember the Mark Wahlberg vehicle contraband right scratching his back. <laughs> yeah, Scratching his back on the poster. But then he made Everest, which I feel like is underrated. Yeah. And this feels like this is another sort of disaster ish movie or, you know, a survival movie yeah. about a couple on a boat. Right. Yeah. Like they're, and, and it's Sam Claflin and who's the uh, Shailene Woodley. Who's always, yeah, yeah. always great. Um, so I feel like if he brings what he brought to Everest, this will be a yeah. pretty decent movie. All right. Uh, oh, Superfly. They're making a new Superfly. Okay. Directed by someone named Director X. That's, <laughs> that's, what, he's, or that's what they're credited as. <coughs> yeah. Um,
0: I don't know, man. Here's the thing. <clears throat> the original Superfly is great. I've never seen it. But I think a good portion of why it's great is the Curtis Mayfield soundtrack, and I don't know if they're going to incorporate that or they're going to do their own thing. And I'm sure they'll find a way to make it very relevant to the to modern day. But at the same time, I I think a lot of what made the original so solid. Um, is probably absent here, if for lack of. I I could see it also just being way too polished, because mm-hmm. um, the original, like so many of the best black exploitation films of the seventies, um, had a nice grittiness to it, and it just felt it just really had a sense right. of urgency. And I could see any remake not having that. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, director Rex. I assume his name is. <laughs> That's uh, right. You know, I just uh, I don't know anything. <laughs> the about. king
1: of all directors. <laughs> <clears throat> um, all right. Uh, Under the Silver Lake is the new David Robert Mitchell movie. I made mean, it follows. Yeah. Oh, and I saw a tra- It looks great. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah,
0: I'm really excited for it. It might be. It, it looks at at times uh, maybe a little too clever. Okay. But it but maybe not I don't know it looks really really good I was really excited for it
1: well I see it has Riley Keough or cow in it um and I I love her um okay. you I think we weirdly just talked about this movie briefly on the movie journal but uh, you never saw American Honey no right I didn't. yeah make that a priority that's a good one uh and Riley Keough's in that uh Action Point is a movie that is probably going to be terrible. Okay, but I'm kind of oh yes, interested yes. in it because it is. Saw a trailer. For I haven't is. seen the trailer, but I know it's loosely inspired by an actual like uh, New Jersey theme park that where people got hurt all the time. Yeah, which seems less funny now that there was that recent story about the water park yeah. in Can- uh, Kansas or Kansas City. Uh, I think it was in Kansas. Yeah, uh, yeah. Keep that stuff out of Missouri um so yeah i guess that's a little bit less funny um uh, the idea of a dangerous um, right. <laughs> amusement in water park uh but yeah johnny knoxville i guess is a good uh i don't know well how do you think how do you feel about johnny knoxville he seems like a nice guy yeah i think i like him a lot i, I think i spent a lot of time feeling sorry for him
0: yeah what is the there is a uh <coughs> excuse me um there is some Family Guy cutaway uh, about um, Tom Green, where <laughs> it cuts to him and he's like doing something ridiculous, and he's like, "Is anyone still watching this? Can I stop this?" <laughs> and that's what I feel about Johnny Knoxville sometimes.
1: Yeah, I feel like Johnny Knoxville is like charismatic and funny enough that he could have had a career as an actor without the Jackass thing. Absolutely, but now he's yoked to that and this feels like it's part of like you haven't read the entertainment because you, so you don't yeah, I don't think you read it anymore but like this whole thing is about all the times he got hurt making the movie that's so it's still yeah. dude's like he's 50 not, he's <laughs> not, yeah he's not a young
0: man anymore <laughs>
1: um, and this is still what it's about all right, um so won't you be my neighbor comes out on June 8th we uh, talked about it in the movie journal it's a very touching uh and and uh tear jerking movie about uh Fred Rogers uh upgrade I'm I'm definitely interested in upgrade I don't know if you know about it which one is that but this is the um what was the what was the bad horror movie you saw recently truth or dare truth or dare I think this is another like Bloomhouse tilt okay you know because Bloomhouse Already, like, Bloomhouse has a reputation for doing two things, making good movies and making movies super cheap. Yes. And so now Bloomhouse Tilt is there. we spent even less money on this, but this is a movie directed by Lee Wannell, who is kind of, uh, who, like, wrote Saw. Oh, okay. Right? Oh, yes, yes, okay. And so Lee has come has gone from being... A like new horror wonderkind to being kind of an elder statesman, hmm. uh, you know, uh, and so the fact that he's making this movie, uh, and it's and it's being put out by the uh, even cheaper arm of Bloomhouse, I'm definitely interested in. Uh, and it stars Logan Marshall Green. Why do I know that name? Logan Marshall. He's in Green.
0: He's in Prometheus. Okay. Um, I don't know anything about that. Okay.
1: Well, I don't know about that. Um, he's in Snowden. Uh, okay. Um, American animals. I'm definitely interested in I Like the cast. Uh, it's a, um, true story about a heist, um, from 2004. The cast, uh, includes Evan Peters, Barry Keegan or Kogan. Yeah. Uh, I, those are the those are the two main ones that I and like. Endowed uh, isn't in it? American Animals. Yep. Oh, well, I'm even more excited Udo about that. Udo Kier, definitely cool. So that comes out June first. Uh, Gary
0: Basaraba. I don't know who that is. Oh, he's uh, uh, he was in that show Boomtown, and uh, he was the I was going to say he was the cop. There are a lot of cops,
1: um, <laughs> right? But yeah. Um, all right. Here's a movie that I'm interested in but not getting my hopes up too much because I do like good romantic comedies there aren't that many okay. and I like these two actors so the movie called set it up which is about two assistants to like high power business people who are making their lives hell mm-hmm. and they decide, hey, one way to take the pressure off of our jobs, let's set our bosses up. So Tay Diggs and Lucy Liu play the two uh I guess corporate tyrants who get who their assistants. So it's like the parent trap <laughs> except uh in the uh high stakes cutthroat world of corporate blah blah blah. That doesn't sound bad. Um, but like yeah, Tay Diggs like and Lucy Lou. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a that's a good cast <laughs> right there. And then the um the the assistants played by uh Zoe Deutsch and Glenn Powell. I know the name Zoe Deutsch, but I don't know why. Alright. Here's a movie we talked about recently with uh She was in Everybody Wants Some. Um Oh right, yeah, she was good. She's good. Um movie that we talked about with West briefly, Sicario, Day of the Soldado. Yeah, which I'm you know,
0: it's it's I think it's also Taylor Sheridan. Um so I'm, I'm intrigued. I looked at this, that the plot and it's like, all right, this is, it's feasible that these characters, it's such an odd film to have a sequel to. Um, but I, I, I'm, it feels like it's going to get
1: much pulpier. Yeah. And it also feels like they're now making Benicio del Toro's character, like a hero. Right. Which is like, it's like jumping from the pilot of Deadwood to season three with swearing. Sure. King. Like in the pilot sure. of, Deadwood Swearingen mm-hmm. is like he sent three drunks off to murder a family and yeah. then gutted one of them to cover up his tracks and then by the third season he's like the guy we're rooting for yeah <laughs> and this feels like just jumping to like Vincent character like he, yeah <laughs> I understand that he was a badass and was maybe motivated by things that are sympathetic in the first one but he's a monster yes he is <laughs> in the first movie and so the idea that he's now our or or Jason Bourne or whatever is weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh he just turns into like the new Liam
0: Neeson and Taken or something like that.
1: Yeah. Um <laughs> Hotel Artemis. Oh yeah, okay. Set oh, yeah. In 20 2028 Los Angeles has riots rage across the city. Yeah, it's it that it has a hell of a cast and it and it looks uh it looks pretty good. Let's see. You actually. got Jodie Foster. Yeah. Sterling K. Brown mm-hmm. uh, from St. Louis, Missouri. It says that. No, it doesn't. Uh, Sophia Butella. I like her uh, from The Mummy and uh, Atomic Blonde. Okay. Uh, and uh, up and coming named Jeff Goldblum. Dave Batista is also Goldblum. in it. Oh, I like him. Sterling K. Brown. Oh, yeah. Brian Tyree Henry from Atlanta. Zachary Quinto. Charlie Day. Charlie Day, yeah. Yeah,
0: it's it's got a really good, good cast. Stuff, good
1: stuff. Um, uh, tag oh. is the next movie coming out. Tag. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, I don't know. I don't need middle-aged men acting like adolescents as a comedy anymore.
0: Apparently, it's somebody said it's based on a true story, and they said that as though that legitimizes it. Yeah, no, that doesn't. Make it any better. Um, that's um, the thing. Like, here's the thing. If it's based on a true story, I'd be interested in a documentary
1: more, uh, about, more than uh, about a decades long game of tag. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. I don't. I don't need it. Um, I also don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The cast is good. It, it's a good cast. Hannibal yeah, yeah. Burris, John Hams, Ed Helms, Jake Johnson, and Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Who I feel like I don't know is Jeremy Renner funny? He, I feel like I think so. Yeah, yeah. What's like the first thing that comes to mind is he has the very here's the monologue in Age of Ultron that yeah. ends with a very funny joke yeah. about, like, I've got a bow and arrow, the city is flying, there's an army remote. I think it makes sense. Make sense? <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: I think he has, uh, yeah, I think he's funny. Okay. And, right. and honestly, like, uh, in The Town, his character, oh, saw there's there's a certain edge to his humor, but uh, he's pretty funny. But also, like, Isla Fisher's in it, Rashida Jones is in it, Brian is oh, in it, oh. uh, Nora Dunn. So, nice. that's the thing, is like, it's a it's a premise that is probably
1: frustrating, but I think a cast that could make it work. Um, okay. Let's see what else we got in June. Uh, I don't know anything about Alex Strangelove, uh, Gotti, which I think Gotti we talked about on our fall movie review, by so, the yes. way. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, but this is Kevin Connolly's <coughs> directorial movie. Um, it uh, looks about John Travolta as Gotti. Uh, oh, and Kelly Preston as uh, is why well. that's fun. Stacey um, Keach
0: is in it, and Pruitt Taylor Renz.
1: It's a it's a good cast, and it's the screenplay is
0: by among others Lem Dobbs. Um, okay, so I feel like that bodes well, but Kevin Connolly strikes me as a little uh, broy. Um, uh-huh. and, well, sure. maybe he isn't, but because isn't of his, he part
1: of the? Uh, What's the, the, uh, the, uh, what is it called? Is it the pussy posse? The pussy posse. That's I, uh, what he's part of. He's a I part of the pussy so, posse. Yes. posse. Yeah. And I feel so like. I don't know where you get that impression about him being pro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought of it obviously because of Entourage, but uh, also I just, I feel like I can't, I don't trust somebody like that to make a movie about a mobster, uh-huh.
1: especially oh, a mobster yeah.
0: who killed actual people.
1: Yeah. You yeah because I mean? because he seems like a guy who had a scarface poster at some no point no question about <laughs> yeah. it uh all right uh documentary about our documentary adaptation of eating animals the jonathan saffron far book on factory farming uh you've got a movie called the year of spectacular men with uh zoe Deutsch again Oh wow! Uh, Damsel is something I know you and I were talking about off mics, and we're both looking forward to. I am I am um, uh, fairly excited about it. It has it stars two of my favorite currently working young actors, Robert yeah. Pattinson and Mia Vashikovska. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm definitely interested in Damsel, and it's a western. Uh, can't wait to see Hereditary. I, I've I've intentionally learned as little much as little about it as possible, but it does seem to be like the big indie horror of the year. The the it follows or Babadook or, you know, there's one every year, right? Yeah. I yeah. guess last year it was get out maybe. Oh yeah. Uh, so, okay. But yeah, hereditary, uh, with Tony Collette and Gabriel Byrne and Alex Wolf. Um, yeah. And, and the, down. Wow. Um, but yeah, just this picture in the entertainment weekly of Tony Collette <laughs> screaming in terror is enough yeah. to, uh, to get me interested. Um, hearts beat loud is the new Brett Haley film. Um, I, I, I don't know about Brett Haley because I really liked, uh, I'll see you in my dreams. That what it was called with, um, Blythe Danner and Martin oh, yeah, Starr yeah. and some of the people. Um, but then I didn't like the, um, the hero, which was the, um, oh, Sam Elliott, the Sam Elliott, uh, uh, Laura Prepon uh, mm-hmm. one. Um, but the, I mean the best scenes in the hero were between Sam Elliott and Nick Offerman. And now this new one, hearts be loud stars, Nick Offerman. Yeah. And um, I believe
0: Sarah saw it and uh, reviewed it.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: There's I a review. She liked it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 gotten good reviews. Um. So, so we'll see. Um. I'm still interested enough in like I still have enough goodwill left over from i in my dreams. Um. That I'm I'm interested in his brand of, uh, of of humanism. Um. But I just hope he doesn't. Uh. uh lay on the, the, the sort of tropes and, and gin up the stakes, uh, the way he did with, with the hero. I think right. I'll see you in my dreams, despite having hacky stuff, like the scene where a bunch of old ladies smoke pot, you know, it like still maintains a, uh, a, a warmth and naturalism, naturalism that I think sometimes got away from him in the hero. So if he can maintain that in Hearts to be loud, then that'd be great. Uh, Oh, uh, Dizzy gets the fuck across town, which I wish. Uh, you saw like forever ago. Uh, last June yeah. at the LA Film Fest, I saw it. Didn't like it then. It comes out this June, uh, a full year later, and I'm sure uh, I still won't like it. Uh, Leave No Trace, I'm excited about this. The new Deborah Granick film. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, she made Winter's Bone. And what's okay. the documentary she made? Uh, oh, Straight Dog, which yeah, is yeah. great about a, a, a Southern Missouri biker. Uh, Southwestern Missouri biker guy. Yeah. Yeah. Really good stuff. Um, Okay. Here's a movie that people that I follow on the internet who care about basketball are super stoked about. Yes. Which is called Uncle Drew. But this is, here's how not into basketball I am. Like, this is the first time I've ever heard the name Kyrie Irving. Yeah. He's apparently a big basketball star. And so I guess it is novel that a someone who's a current big basketball star is starring in a comedy, like as an old man. And it's st- also, but just the fact that he's starring in a movie, like not making, this isn't like LeBron James in train wreck, right. which was good. Um, He's starring in a really goofy comedy where he plays an old guy. Yeah, it's uh, I saw I've seen the trailer a couple
0: of times, and it does look good. Uh, okay, I mean it looks funny, but it's I know comedy, it's got so. Tiffany Haddish in it. Yeah, I, I still have to see Girls Trip, I guess.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, Uncle Drew. Uh, Woman walks ahead is about uh, Jessica Chastain um, as a Native American rights activist who paints a portrait of sitting Bull. Oh, that's neat. I guess Jessica Chastain seems like a really awesome person and is clearly a talented actor, but does not have the best track record of picking roles. I feel like she picked some really middle of the road stuff recently, like Miss Sloan, sure. and Molly's game, yeah. uh, maybe some others, but you know, uh, I don't know. You can do yeah, better. I guess that's true. Uh, Yeah. So this feels like it could be that sort of like, like both of those movies are kind of like not necessarily issue. Well, I mean, my Miss Sloan is very issues driven, but just sort of, um, uh, having a sheen of these movies have this sort of sheen of social importance. Yes. And maybe she's drawn to them more for that than whether or not they have anything to offer her as an artist. Yeah. Which I guess is good for her if that's what she wants to do, if that's what she wants to do, but yeah. it is having seen her be fantastic in things like zero dark 30, yeah. y- you know, entry of life. It's like knowing, you take shelter. Uh, oh God, take shelter. Yeah. Knowing how much, um, she has to give it is kind of frustrating to see her in what are essentially stock roles. A lot Isn't of the it time
0: weird to think that like, so the movies, the three movies we just listed, the newest of them is six years old.
1: Zero dark 30. Yeah. 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 That's nuts yeah that's too bad there's probably something else in there that's good that I'm missing right undoubtedly yes yes but uh, those are the three that I think yeah. of first yes I guess she was I think the movie is pretty good but she was good in a most violent year right she is really good in that Yeah, and that's like three it's years old now 14 oh it's four years old okay yeah Um sequel to Mamma Mia called Here We Go Again yeah which is boy, from the lyrics but that is kind of works fitting pretty well <laughs> yeah I don't care. I don't know. I like Alba. I don't need to watch a movie to listen to Alba. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, into July. I guess Mamma Mia is in July. Uh, into July, Ant Man and the Wasp. I am. I'm excited because I liked Ant Man. Yeah. It's in my top five Marvel movies, probably. Mm. Let's see. Hold on. Let's see. Number one, Avengers. Number two, probably Guardians two. Okay. Number three, maybe Age of Ultron.
0: Okay.
1: Then, th- maybe Infinity War, but maybe still new. So let's like, not count Infinity War because it's too new. <coughs> then I go Guardians 1. So my top four are Avengers and Guardians movies. Yeah. And then A-Man's number five. You like ensembles, it
0: sounds like.
1: Yeah, I guess so yeah i guess i do like even Um, a man kind of has an ensemble Um, yeah and even more so this time is there's more than one person in the title yeah (laughs) let alone the rest of the movie just double but um yeah so i mean i'm i know uh i did see actually see a trailer for this one because it played before something i saw so obviously i know michael douglas is back i'm assuming that um um michael Michael peña is back yeah uh i'm not sure who else
0: yeah, and it looks it looks good. I, you know, my, my issue with the first one is that I just felt like Paul Rudd's character was really inconsistent, and sometimes they made him really smart, other times not. Just whatever the joke required, and it just felt very light, uh, but not in a way that I like. Um, but now that I kind of know what to expect, especially what what allows these movies, what makes them, I think, particularly memorable is that the action is so unique, and this film looks like it's more of that, which is very exciting to me.
1: Uh, Yeah, and um, it's weird how... I feel like I might have already said this, but it's weird how I spent six years watching Lost and complaining, sometimes publicly, that Evangeline Lilly was not as good an actor as the rest of the cast. And now, for some reason, now that she's in a Marvel movie and maybe because she's the first Marvel heroine to be in the title of one of the movies. Like, I feel like I'm super like rooting for her. Yeah. Um, and I guess she's fine in the first one. I feel like it's not,
0: uh, she feels, it feels like she's the only one not making jokes in the first one. That's,
1: I I mean, that's, I think the plight of, uh, a lot of actresses sometimes. Um, but I mean, obviously, I mean, even if you've seen lost, you're not casting Evangeline Lilly because she's funny. That's She true, was never yeah. funny, right? Yeah, well, and I think, honestly,
0: that might be the issue. Is I, I don't think it's necessarily her that was bad and lost.
1: I think it's that Kate is just so damn boring. <laughs> yeah, Kate was not a good <laughs> character. I did like, I, from being a lost fanatic and listening to like all the commentaries on the Blu-rays, I know that Kate's thing for climbing trees is something that the writers took from... Evie, as they, uh, apparently her friends call her Evie, uh, mm. that eventually Lily <laughs> loves to climb trees. And when they were in the Hawaii, Hawaii, there's trees everywhere, so she was always climbing trees. So they just like wrote into her character, constantly wrote scenes where she was like, "I'm gonna get that coconut or whatever," <laughs> just to have her climb trees. It's weird that they would have her
0: go get a coconut in every episode. <laughs>
1: yeah, um. well, they needed to eat. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. I can't. I am weirdly excited for. Gus Van Sant's don't get don't worry he won't get far on foot to come out yeah I'm because interested. I I saw it at Sundance okay and it is a very divisive movie okay I think because uh, I think it was someone from the film stage tweeted um it something about how it's it's interesting to see Gus Van Sant work in both of his modes at once sappy and experimental yeah and that's kind of like don't worry he won't get far on foot is on the one hand a a, a very sort of zappy recovery, um, uh, um, biopic. It's about a, uh, the cartoonist, um, John Callahan. Um, and it's, uh, it is it's it's interesting so he uh was an alcoholic who got into a car accident and became a quadriplegic mm-hmm. um and then kept drinking and so the movie is it's not a recovery from the car accident movie it's a a, a it's an alcoholic recovery mm-hmm. uh, and i say a specifically because he goes to a. A. a jonah hill who is amazing in the movie uh plays his sponsor who's this uh um like gay hippie new age like air who H E I R who yeah. never worked a day in his life and just holds, uh, he sp- he sponsors a bunch of people in AA and holds meetings with his, um, his, his sponsees at his like mansion. <laughs> it's, it's like a crazy, crazy role. And it apparently is based on the guy's real, That's uh, fun. John Callahan's real, uh, a sponsor. But, um, yeah, this was, uh, something that, um, Gus Van Sant's been trying to make so long. Uh, you, you'll, you'll notice that I think credit as a producer and thanking the credits is Robin Williams. Hmm. Robin Williams, after working with Gus Van Sant on, on Good Will Hunting wanted to make this movie and play the role of the Joaquin Phoenix ended hmm. up playing. That's how long it took Gus Van Sant to get the movie made was Robin Williams passed wow. away. And yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a very strange movie. Um, but and, and in some ways also a very conventional movie. And I think that's something that a lot of people struggled with. I, I liked it, but it does feel kind of intentionally slapped together. Hmm. I also have a couple of pet theories This is why I'm excited for it to come out. Cause I have a couple of pet theories, um, about it that would make it weirder than, um, uh, than, than, People are already talking about it. But one of them I don't want to say because it's kind of a spoiler. But I also have the theory and our friend Scott, who also saw it, our friend or, you know, uh, uh, co-editor of the blog, uh, Scott Nye, who also saw it at Sundance, disagreed with me. But I it's about a cartoonist. That everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people are fans of. I am half convinced that Gus Van Sant doesn't actually think his cartoons are funny. I think mm-hmm. he thinks it's a good story, <laughs> but I don't think he actually thinks it's funny. Um, well, you have to see for yourself when you see it. Okay. But uh, yeah, and I, I uh, sometimes I like a title that's a mouthful, you know. Udo Kier is also in this film. Huh
0: okay do you remember him no oh,
1: okay <laughs> i'm sure if i jogged my <laughs> memory it would come up uh teen titans go to the movies yeah all right okay uh blind spotting i'm kind of interested in it uh, definitely got a lot of buzz at at sundance um i think mostly because it is uh i guess co-written by and starring david diggs who um wh- um was in the Broadway cast of Hamilton and oh, okay. has been on Blackish a bunch and is sort of a, he's also a rapper um, with a, under the name Clipping, I think. Um, he's definitely, a, I would say up and comer, but it feels like he's been up and coming. Yeah, so it looks like uh, he's
0: been around a while. Uh,
1: yeah, so um, Blind Spotting definitely, I didn't see it at Sundance, but it definitely sounded like a uh, hot property. Okay. Um, Mission Impossible 6. Yeah, who's making this one? Uh, This is the first time that they've kept a director. It's it's Christopher Macquarie again.
0: That's right. Which I think is probably good. I liked the fifth one. I love the fifth one. So, yeah, this is... uh, (coughs) But what I'll say is that this is a series that consistently... When I see that one is coming out, I think like, yeah, all right, fine, whatever, who cares? And then I see it, and I think, hey, that was pretty (laughs) good. And then another one will come out, and I'm like, why do not they let this die? And then I'll see it, and I'll say, hey, that was pretty good. Uh, It never provides quite enough goodwill for me to be excited about the next one. But I'm always open to being pleasantly surprised. Uh,
1: You're like Dory you keep forgetting exactly. that you like the movies. Yes. Um, all right. Uh, going, going back a number of weeks, we talked about the first purge with, uh, Perry and Perry yes. was on the show. Yes. Um, how I am, I am a fan of the purge franchise, but I am skeptical because of the change in directors, uh, for this prequel. Uh, but I think he still wrote it. Um, okay. So we'll, we'll see. Um, shock and awe. OK, this is Rob Reiner's movie about um, the uh, lead up to the invasion of Iraq after 9-11. Um, starring Woody Harrelson, Tommy Lee Jones and James Marsden. Uh, that could all be good. I don't know. When was the, what was the last good Rob Reiner movie, though? I feel like it's been a while. <laughs> you didn't like Alex and Emma? <laughs> <coughs> <Ew>. what? <laughs> and also, like... I did have to pick one. I actually saw Alex and Emma because it came out during that window when I worked at the video store and just saw everything. How was it? Uh, I don't even remember yeah. really. movie.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, th- there's a lot I like about Rob Reiner, but I feel like I'm trying he, to think he is way past his prime as a director, and him getting political feels like I'm not a thing I'm going to enjoy.
1: Um,. You mean on film? Because in person, I mean, as a person, he has been political forever. Sure, sure, He's, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I just saw. He made a LBJ. He made. Yeah, I me saw. Being, I saw being Charlie. I didn't like it. I saw the Magic of Belle Isle. I didn't mm-hmm. like it. Flipped. I forgot he did the bucket list. <coughs>
0: anyway, Alex and Emma.
1: I remember kind I of liking that's... the story
0: of us, but I was seventeen.
1: Never saw that. So yeah, going by his IMDb, there is a movie. That he's directed, that I've liked since the American President, which is a twenty-three-year-old movie. Yeah, there are things that I like about Ghosts of Mississippi. Um, I never saw that one actually. It's fine. Okay, I used to get it confused with Mississippi Burning, but then understandable. I, I saw Mississippi Burning, and now I yeah. definitely know which one that is. Um, Whitney, a documentary about Whitney Houston, directed by Kevin McDonald, who makes good documentaries. Okay, and I I hope it's good because I saw. The Nick broomfield for Whitney Houston documentary. Right. I didn't like it. Right. Um, so yeah, he should do a good one. Um, I keep forgetting because I, like we we just had Rampage, mm-hmm. but Dwayne the Rock Johnson already has another big budget big movie destroying thing. Yeah, he's got the uh, skyscraper. Yeah, I was leaving Rampage,
0: saw a poster for Skyscraper, <laughs> and I thought like, what? is this like a, a trilogy he's doing with like San Andreas rampage
1: and skyscraper? Does it, skyscraper seems like, like if that poster for skyscraper, If like Dwayne, the rock Johnson played, it was in a movie where he played an action star yes. skyscraper yes. is one of the bill. Like Absolutely. the, like the, the Danny DeVito billboards in get shorty, yes. you know, that kind of, that's what Absolutely. skyscraper looks like. It's, it seems so generic. Um, Okay. There's a third Hotel Transylvania. I haven't seen, I didn't see either of the other ones. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Uh, what is this? Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know much about it, but the legacy of a white deer hunter is directed by Jody Hill. Oh, all um, right. Yeah. And stars Danny McBride, obviously. And Josh Brolin. Nice. Uh, they're a huntsman cameraman duo on a rollicking weekend excursion with the former's estranged son, and yeah, okay, so it looks good. Uh, Vincent Cassell is playing Gauguin in a movie called Gauguin Voyage to Tahiti. Okay. Document about Alexander McQueen, this that should just be made fun. Gauguin Voyage to Tahiti sound like
0: a, a, a comedy sequel?
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> like the first one, oh, this guy's crazy story, <laughs> but then like, oh, watch out. Um, so yeah, a do- document about Alexander McQueen is coming out in July a uh, uh a movie called puzzle uh in which Ke- kelly mcdonald so i'm already yeah we just uh, interested
0: i just got a an invite to that
1: but i don't think i can make it but it looks no, neither of us can. but uh jeremy is seeing it and reviewing it for us oh great great so we'll have a review mm-hmm. uh finds a new purpose unless yeah so she's uh i don't know it's kelly mcdonald play like j- jigsaw puzzles i guess is the point of the movie but uh i like her Okay, got to burn through some more of these. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Are we still in July? We're still in, in July, Oh, yeah. damn. Um, how it ends. I don't know. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, the Equalizer 2. Sure. Uh, Generation Wealth, which I've already seen, is, uh, is, is, is pretty good. It's the new film from Lauren Greenfield, who made The Queen of Versailles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this one's a little more autobiographical, because... Uh, both as a filmmaker and as a photographer documentary documenting sort of excessive conspicuous, conspicuous wealth has been the, the, the motif of her entire career. Mm-hmm. And so this is generation wealth is kind of a, a tour back through her work that all that ends up leading to her looking inward a lot. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's good. Um, uh, I saw someone describe it as Lauren Greenfield's camera person, but I think it's a little more, uh, straightforwardly assembled than camera person. But uh, it's not a bad point of reference. Um, Scotty and the Secret History of Hollywood. Alright, sure. Uh, Oh, Eighth Grade. This is supposed to be another one we have a new review of uh, from Sarah for Independent uh, Film Festival of Boston. Uh, This is directed by comedian Bo Burnham. And uh, I've heard nothing but good, good things about this movie. It's a coming of age story. Um, played well at Sundance and has played well everywhere it's played since, so uh, should be good.
0: Yeah, and Bo Burnham is a is a performer I find interesting. Um, you know, my natural uh, resentment of somebody so young being so successful <laughs> uh, aside, um, I think he's a he's a pretty solid comedian, and I think his his creative instincts are are good. So I was very interested when I saw
1: that. All right. Um, Defin the movie that will definitely be a topic of discussion when it comes out in July, uh Sorry to Bother You. Okay. This is a movie that I saw at uh at Sundance, and this is the uh super manic uh parody satire movie that um the the log line has been that Lakeith Stanfield plays a character who accelerates to the world of telemarketing because he learns how to use his white voice. Oh. Um but uh having seen the movie that is just the jumping off point if <laughs> the movie is so crazy. Mm. Um, and also very funny, very odd, sometimes intentionally quite ugly to look at. Um, but with hell of uh, a cast, uh, yeah. And with uh, a whole lot to say, um, uh, about, um, well, you won't like it as a conservative. Uh, it's a very anti-capitalist movie. Mm. Um,
0: uh I hope it makes a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> which I'm sure they will just
1: reject. Uh yeah, he'll yeah, no, they'll uh turn around and make something something better, even better with it. There you go. Um but yeah, hell of a cast including like uh lovable old Danny Danny Glover yeah. saying saying the word fuck so many times. Nice. <laughs> uh okay, this movie is crazy, right? Oh, Christopher Christopher Robin. Robin? Yeah. It's directed by Mark Forrester, which is not appealing to me. I know. It's a bummer. Um, But even like. Because I liked Finding Neverland. I never saw that. Um, But I was going to mention Monsters Ball as a movie like do you have movies that you saw at the time and you liked but Mm -hmm. when you think about it now, you're like, I probably wouldn't like that movie anymore if I saw it now. And I feel like I would probably feel that way about monsters ball. I think, I think the
0: stuff that I would like about it now is different than what I liked about it then. Um, it just feels very overwrought in in my memory. Overwrought is definitely. Yeah. yeah. Cause when I think about their relationship, okay, uh, I'm okay with that. But then you realize like, Oh, right. Like Heath Ledger's character, yeah. and, like Peter character. And, and, and her son. It's like, Oh yeah. It's not yeah. merely a relationship. It's like one based out of based on grief, uh, like yeah. shared grief. It's like, yeah, it probably is pretty overwrought.
1: Um, next up is the worst movie I saw at Sundance, which is called <laughs> Juliet naked. Okay. Um, and, uh, I'll do it here. I spent all of Sundance avoiding I've seen Juliet Naked jokes, but I'll do it here just once just to okay. just to get out of the way to clear the air. because uh, it seemed like on Twitter and in line there were a lot of hey, have you seen Juliet Naked? <laughs> jokes <laughs> at Sundance. so I was intentionally not doing it there. I appreciate the that. uh yeah, there was a it was a crowded field. But uh yeah, it's uh it's just dreadful. Um Despite a great cast, it's uh, Rose Byrne, Ethan Hawke and Chris O'Dowd in a sort yeah. of love triangle. Uh basically Chris O'Dowd and Rose Byrne are a long-time cohabiting couple. He's obsessed with this American musician who made like a couple albums in the 90s and then became like a hermit and mm-hmm in one way they break up and then through a series of things that the movie actually makes not too coincidental actually kind of makes a reason for them to meet Roseburn and Ethan Hawke's character start dating hmm. and so obviously Chris Dodd has some <laughs> trouble getting past that I understand um, uh yeah it, it's uh, it, it's really dreadful um but uh, i mean Roseburn's i mean this cast is great but it's just not good okay um now i mentioned aquafina earlier with uh oceans eight but she's also in crazy rich asians which i feel like is um for a movie that we're in august now for a movie that doesn't come out in august i feel like i'm hearing so much about crazy rich asians i feel Mm. like this is going to be a big deal it's um uh I think it is it, so it, because it, it's based on a best-selling novel, which I haven't read because I don't, uh, I read like comic books and newspapers and magazines and that's it. Cause I'm a big old dummy. Um, so I don't know much. I don't know much about it, but it's essentially a, uh, it's a romantic comedy, but it takes place among the obscenely moneyed elite mm. <laughs> of the, of the Asian world. Uh, and that sounds pretty funny. This
0: also has a pretty good cast. Michelle. Yo, uh-huh. Ken Jeong, Jimmy O. Yang from, uh, Silicon Valley. Oh,
1: cool. Yeah. Yeah. Constance Wu from, uh, what's the, um, fresh off the boat, the, the oh, TV, yes, yes, sh- TV, yes, yes. TV series. Um, yeah, should be good. Should, could be a pip. I knew that was coming. I knew it. <laughs> the- I did. Yes. That's very funny that you knew I was going to say that. Yeah, we've been doing this for too long. I mean, tonight. <laughs> That's boy. That's true. Uh, man, I am. I'm sorry, but I'm not looking forward to the Papillon remake. Yeah, who who who's making it? Uh, Michael Knorr, who I don't think has made an English language movie yet. Okay, um, I think he's a Scandinavian. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I think the original uh, is kind of boring. I have to say, okay. Um, as much as I like Steve McQueen and Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. And I, and I kind of feel like I'm in the same boat here. Like Charlie Hunnam has become an actor that I like mostly due to the loss that of Yeah. Uh, and I definitely like Rami Malek. Um, and, uh, he's a good choice for the role. And apparently according to this article here in entertainment weekly, it was Charlie Hunnam's choice to cast, hmm. Rami Malek, uh, in the Dustin Hoffman role. Uh, but I don't know, maybe it's just because I found the original movie to be kind of dull. Yeah. That I'm not interested in this one.
0: Yeah. I've actually never seen, uh, Papillon.
1: Wait, I owned it on VHS. I was say, I the way it. I saw it was when we yeah. lived together, I watched your copy. <laughs> I can't be expected to watch every movie I own. That's true. I own, I own a few movies. I haven't, well not many, but a few movies I haven't watched. <laughs> oh God. Mile 22, is the new movie from the Berg's Peter and (laughs) Mark wall. And I just, I, I I feel like um, I've said this before that Peter Berg is the most talented filmmaker to have not yet made a good movie. <laughs> um, I know I'm exaggerating. Okay. Cause I like the rundown and Friday Night lights yeah. and I remember liking very bad things, but I don't know if that would hold up. I don't up. know if that'll hold up, but the other two do though. Uh, okay. But uh, I just feel like I'm so frustrated with what he chooses to do with his time and talent and making another action movie with Mark, Wal- Mark Wahlberg is not the way I want to see him go. Ronda Rousey's in it. Okay. Do you know who that is? Uh, she's an MMA, MMA fighter. Yeah.
0: Seems like an odd choice. I don't know. I I, don't you, know. I guess it could do worse, but it just seems like an odd uh, uh, decision that I don't think I can get behind.
1: Okay. Um, the Miseducation of Cameron Post uh, okay. is a movie that I heard about at Sundance. It stars Chloe Grace Moretz, my like, um, and it takes place at a gay conversion therapy camp, okay. uh, which sounds pretty heavy to me. Um, and next, uh, this is another uh, next. It was another Sundance one, although they've changed the name. They've changed the name very slightly in a way that really annoys me. Okay. So the movie is now called searching. Okay. At Sundance, it was just called search. And I think even as recently as like a week and a half ago when it played the, los angeles asian pacific film festival i think it was still just called search but they changed it to searching um it stars john cho but the novelty of it is that it takes place like unfriended i guess it takes place entirely on oh sure okay here we go computer and phone screens and stuff uh it sounds interesting yeah and i like john cho a lot me too me too um all right uh The wife is a movie starring Glenn Glenn Close as a woman who sacrificed her career to support her husband's. Uh, Oh, here we go from Sundance, August tenth. My favorite movie from Sundance, uh, Josephine Decker's "Madeline's Madeline." Okay, Uh, this is a terrific movie about a a, the 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 lead actress who plays Madeline is a newcomer named Helena Howard. Um, She is a New York teenager who lives with her brother and her mom played by, um, Oh my God. We've been talking too long and I'm drawing a blank on, uh, her name. She made me and you never want me know, um, Miranda July, Miranda, Miranda July plays her mom. And then, uh, the, the, uh, Al Alma Garrett, uh, from Deadwood, uh, who is, uh, Molly Parker, right? Yeah, Molly Parker. Yeah. Um, I get her because she's with Polly Walker because well. Polly Walker was on Rome on HBO. Like right. at the same time that Molly Parker was on Deadwood on HBO and their names are very similar. And I always forget which one has which name, but no, this is Molly Parker. So she, uh, lives at home with her mom. She also is part, she goes to, she, she's part of a sort of experimental theater, theater troupe. That's what she does with mm-hmm. her after school time uh, run by um, Molly Parker and Molly Parker. So Madeline and her mother aren't getting along. She finds this sort of surrogate mother relationship with Molly Parker, but then Molly Parker sort of starts exploiting or taking her, Madeline's experiences with her mom and working them into her own experimental theater piece. Yeah. Like she's kind of, like I said, exploiting her. Uh, it's a, it's a really terrific, really sort of internalized um, cerebral impressionistic type of type of movie that is um, it's, yeah, it's definitely less of a straightforward story than what I just said. The yeah. movie, the movie starts with like five full minutes of, Helen Howard just acting like a cat as a theater exercise, but we're given like no context. She's just like <laughs> behaving like a cat. It's like no de- real dialogue. Uh, I think maybe where July says something like is indulging her and talking to her like a cat. And so it's like, it's that, it's that kind of movie. Yeah. Uh, and it was, ab- it was the last thing I saw at Sundance and it was absolutely my favorite thing. Hmm. It's really, really great. Um, okay. Uh, like father, is a movie starring Kristen Bell and Kelsey Grammer. Um, basically I think, um, uh, Oh, right. So Kristen Bell, uh, plays someone whose marriage falls apart, but it's already booked the honeymoon. And so she goes on the honeymoon vacation with her father that she hasn't to rekindle her relationship with her father. She hasn't like talked to in a long time, played by Kelsey Grammer. Um, yeah, I know, um, I don't know. I feel like uh Kelsey Grammer hasn't been like risen to the top of the like sort of Me Too like people, but there's definitely some like uh uh domestic violence oh, stuff. Okay. Uh in uh, his reputation, that I know, has turned a lot of people off, and um, I certainly don't blame them for that. Um, yeah. He's still a presence that I generally like on on screen. Yeah. Um, I mentioned he, Neighbors two earlier. I don't know. Did you ever see Neighbors two? Mm-hmm. He plays one of the dads. He's only in like two scenes, but he's good. Okay. Um, and so I can obviously he's a guy who is known for comedy at least on screen on yeah. stage the funniest thing he ever did was fall off <laughs> oh god <laughs> i feel so bad for him oh, it's so funny because he's making the dumbest jo- like smart guy jo- if you haven't watched kelsey Grammer falls off stage on youtube but he's saying i was on my hundredth trek through it's a small world pretending i was a un interpreter oh god <laughs> it's such a stupid joke that he's making so pompous and then he just falls off the stage and he's I'm okay I think I'm okay I've watched that I've watched that more times than I've watched my favorite movie that's well yeah yeah because it only takes a few seconds but uh, yeah so yeah if like father is 25% as funny as Kelsey falling off stage it will be a huge hit (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I, I understand it's you feel bad for him, but I feel like if I were in his position, it's been long enough that I would be able to laugh at it. Sure. Right? Sure. Um, he wasn't was a pretending I was a UN interpreter. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: I I think I'm <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh oh boy. <laughs> okay sorry All right. um okay so uh this one i'm on the fence about the spy who dumped me because it seems like a corny movie in that it's a it's a buddy action comedy mm-hmm. um but it's Kate, it's uh, uh, Kate McKinnon and, Ma- and Mila Kunis. I like both of them. Oh yes, I just saw a trailer for this, and it looks okay. I like both of them. Yeah, I like them. Um, and uh, <coughs> uh, it's they get sort of it's sort of a wrong man type of thing, or in this case, wrong women type of yeah. thing. They get like wrapped up because one of their exes is secretly a CIA agent. So they yeah. end up getting wrapped up in this thing, but it's directed by Susanna, Susanna Fogel who made the very funny and charming and touching life partners with Leighton Meester and, um, the Gillian, um, Jacobs, is that her name yeah, from yeah. The community, which if you remember from a few years ago, made my top 10 list of the year. So, um, I'm definitely excited to see what Susanna Fogel is doing next. Yeah. Uh, even if this seems a little bit corny, <laughs> Uh, but I don't know, It could be good. You said you saw a trailer. Yeah, it
0: looked, it looked It corny is not what it looked like. Um, it oh, definitely okay. looked more like the type of thing that, you know, like a Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy
1: could be in. Okay. That sounds cool. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're getting there, man. Um, down a dark hall. Do you know anything about it? Hmm. Nope. Me either. Uh, to all the boys I've loved before. Okay. All right, uh, the bookshop. You no, know, starting Emily Mortimer. I like her. Yeah, um, I feel like I haven't seen her in a while. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's look it up. Okay. What was she in? And then we've also got the Slender Man movie coming out. Um, Does the- Doug play him? <laughs> it doesn't say.
0: You I think mean, she? Obviously, there's only one choice. It'd be funny if oh, Andy Circus yeah. did it.
1: So I just saw Emily Mortimer in the party. Okay. Um, oh, and you know what? She did That um, a couple seasons of that um, HBO show, uh, Doll and M. Okay. Uh, so that's what she was doing, I guess. Uh, she was on the newsroom. Who knew? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Uh, oh, she was in Hugo. That's probably the last thing you saw her in. Uh, I was in the
0: newsroom if you watched that. So Slenderman is not played by Doug Jones, but it is played by someone who, as far as I can tell, is hot on his trail. This guy's name is Javier Botet. Okay. Uh, he's Spanish, but he was in The Mummy. He was in The Conjuring 2 playing a character called Crooked Man. Uh, so, yeah, it looks like this is uh, what he does. He plays these types of very physical characters.
1: Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, Kin is a movie starring James Franco and Zoe Kravitz. Okay. Uh, all right, here's the movie that everyone is excited about, but I can't tell if it's ironic or not. Okay. In fact, I'm excited about it, and I can't tell if I'm being ironic or sure. not. Uh, the Meg. All right. Um, which is... Uh, I read... You read Meg? I
0: read Meg and The Trench, and apparently mm-hmm. there are like five more of these books. Oh, wow.
1: I, I didn't know I didn't there was more than one. I it was just Meg. Yeah, yeah, why is it called The Meg? Because it's it's uh, a megalodon, right? But the, what I'm saying is, the novel is just called Meg. Yeah, but
0: the, people might think that it's about somebody named Meg if they call well, it that.
1: Maybe they'll see on the poster an enormous shark, and they'll be like, "Be like, oh, I think Meg's in trouble." <laughs> the, <laughs> the shark's uh, uh, eat her. that gets people in the door, <laughs> I right? I guess that's true. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Meg has been in. Just, production I'm just in saying. Hell. Listen to. Justin Timberlake and the social network. That's true. Drop the, the,
0: yeah, the Meg. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been in production hell for like 20 years. Yeah. Um, and like, even when I read it, I was young and I read everything Peter Benchley, not that it is Peter Benchley, but it might as well be. It's like bad Peter Benchley. Um, so I read Meg in the trench and, uh, and even then, I was like, oh, this would make a good movie. Wait, hang on. It would make a movie. (laughs) Uh, And then I saw the trailer, and it looks ridiculous. Yeah. I mean...
1: That's what people are are liking, I think. The
0: whole point of it is that it is a Megalodon. It's like a great white shark, but it's huge. And there is... It looks like some of the imagery is... They understand the inherent... (laughs) terror of that idea and it looks as though they are capitalizing on that as they should um i'm sure it's awful and if it follows the the book it's gonna be awful Um, Uh because there's stuff that like when you read it you're like this is ridiculous but you know what at least i'm reading it seeing it is like this is gonna be idiotic okay full on if they do it which they might not but if they do it, I will you know what I will kind of applaud them for for being willing to go that far.
1: I hope they do. I don't know. I, I wish it were not John Turtletop directing it because he yeah. is. I know I mean, not to be mean, but he is kind of the definition of a studio hack, right? Yeah, he's just nothing. He's a yeah. nothing director. You know who they should get to direct it? Who's that? Even though he already made a shark movie, Jean-Claude Seurat. Yeah, right. Absolutely, <laughs> that would be awesome. But at the same time, I don't want
0: something that that,
1: that is that legit. Um, I no, want I do want something that is <clears throat> like ludicrous but still stylish. Yeah. And that's what he. That's what he did. And maybe I am thinking of him because he did the shark movie already. Sure. Um, but who else could do something, uh, something like that? I mean, I guess uh, Peyton Reed already has a movie coming out this summer. Sure. He would have been cool. Um, yeah.
0: there. I mean, undoubtedly, because that's the thing is, I, when I think of The Shallows, I feel like it's more than stylish because I, I read more into the movie than probably is actually meant to be there. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure there's there's somebody. And if it were earlier in the evening...
1: Probably <laughs> yeah. list. Like, well, we only have two left, and we don't have to talk about. Oh any. my gosh, how exciting! Uh, the Darkest Minds is uh, a movie. Um, oh with, yeah, uh, Amanda Stenberg from The Hunger mm-hmm. Games, and Mandy Moore, and Gwendolyn Christie. Everyone you love from. Uh, I was going to say nerd properties. I don't know. Is This Is Us? Is that a nerd property? I feel like any TV show that's popular is now like a nerd, pro- nerd uh, yeah, property. Right. I guess right.
0: Yeah, yeah I saw a trailer for this and was shocked that it was not an x men movie. It's weird oh
1: oh if this is the one I'm thinking yeah, of yeah, yeah yeah, yeah uh, a tribe of youths uh, youths who survived a nasty child killing disease and gained wicked superpowers from it, I guess because <laughs> there's a uh
0: there's a new mu there's a, a movie of the New Mutants, all right, which was uh yeah, like see I, so I pulled it up there. Uh, so the new no. mutants was a, a comic series in the nineties when X-Men was incredibly popular. Yeah. And so, uh, but aren't the new mutants also in Deadpool two? No, that's X force X force. Oh, I could, I get them mixed up. And so when I saw a trailer for darkest minds, I was like, Oh, this must be a new mutants. <laughs> and it wasn't. And I thought, Oh, all right. Well, I guess it's just one more of these then. Yeah. Interesting. Don't wrong. It could be better than new mutants entirely possible, but it is interesting how many, like, that's what I thought about. Uh, what is it? Um, home for peculiar children. What is it? Miss Peregrine's home Ms. for Peregrine's. Yeah. yeah something like, like that's basically a Gothic X-Men, right? Yeah. They say like, what's your peculiarities? Like you can just say power. It's fine. I know what you mean. You can
1: say mutation. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Um, yeah. It's directed by uh, Jennifer Yu Nelson, who directed the Kung Fu Panda sequels, which I never saw.
0: I've heard they're good. I've, okay. you know, I like and the it's, first one. It's always interesting to me when somebody who starts an animation moves to live action. I feel like it mostly worked OK for Brad Bird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh,
1: and finally, Dog Days, which is directed by Ken Marino, starring Adam Polly, Nina Dobrev, Vanessa Hudge- Hudgens and Finn Wolfhard. Who is that? I've heard that name. Oh
0: no, he's the kid from uh, Stranger Things and It. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, Ken Marino. That's. I'm sure it's going to be pretty good. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Uh, something that I noticed as you, uh, <coughs> as we were going through these, I feel like there aren't a lot of big tent poles. I mean, there's a Mission Impossible.
1: Yeah, there's, there's a Jurassic, Jurassic Park. <laughs>
0: is a man and the wasp is a A man and and i guess and solo is late may
1: um that's one a month that's one a month but i feel like yeah except i think two of those are in june i feel like there's there's usually not a big uh august tentpole movie is there there's usually august is a doldrums not so
0: much anymore like they like uh, uh suicide squad was august there's usually one that is like surprisingly big. I can't think of like the, the Bourne movies often came out in August. Okay. Um, well, I mean, entertainment Weekly is giving pride of place to Christopher Robin for August. That makes sense. Um, and yeah. it could, cause yeah, like just uh, as you're, as you're flipping through there, it definitely, the, looks, the Meg, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely, I'll say this, that's the right placement for the Meg. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. But, uh, But yeah, Mm -hmm. it definitely, it feels like this is a, it sounds weird. This feels like a smaller summer. And I think it's, I'm all for, what was that? Which I'm all for. I think I am too. It's something that, that I think we've talked about on here is that summer, like the idea of the summer blockbuster season doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah. Um, Stuff gets really spread out, certainly around Christmas, but now like. You got stuff in February. I mean, you got Black Panther in February. Yeah. And last year, you got Deadpool uh, in February. So I think it's spreading out a lot, which I, is kind of nice, actually.
1: Uh, yeah, I guess that's I guess that's true. Um, I don't have anything to say about it because, uh, I don't know. I try to give these movies a chance, but they're n- I, I can't help that they're never the thing that I'm excited about in a year. You know what I mean? I, yeah,
0: I, I feel I, I don't like being that cliche of like... I usually wait till the f I I assume that what I'm, that my favorite movie is going to be released in the
1: fall <laughs> right? Or, yeah. or winter, you know? Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean, I used to get very excited about Harry Potter movies. I was really into sure. that. Now I feel like maybe John wick is my Harry Potter and that's not really, a, that's not <laughs> a sure. tentpole. pole. That's still pretty niche. Like those movies do well because they don't cost a ton. Yeah. And they're still kind of niche because they're hard R rating, yeah. but like, when it comes to franchises, I guess like John wick is the thing that I am looking forward to. And there's not one in 20. We gotta, gotta wait till March of 2019. Yeah. I guess for me, it's, it's Marvel. And even then it's not
0: necessarily, I, I mean, I've seen all of them and I will continue to see them. Uh, it doesn't mean that I always enjoy them, but I think that's the neat thing about Marvel is that it's like, Oh, you didn't like this one. Well, don't worry. One of them, it's like, Oh, you don't like the most recent Thor film. Uh, give us six months and we'll give yeah. you one of the if, if if that, you're more. In, yeah. Yeah. I mean, only, what, it
1: was, it was three months. No, it was like two and a half months, two, two and a half months, months between black Panther and infinity war. And then it's going to yeah. be about the same before Amy and the wasp. And then is there nothing until infinity war two? There's captain Marvel, I believe. Oh, that's right. Yes. Obviously, Larson. obviously. But I don't know when that is. I said, I, I, I said, obviously when I shouldn't have, yeah. Cause I think that's a spoiler. <laughs> oh yeah, well everyone's I mean, just, seen it by you, now. If you
0: just look at scheduling, you yeah, know, it's that's the obvious one. And they haven't had a cosmic movie in a while. I guess Thor Ragnarok was,
1: but um, did you see well, Thor Infinity War? Pretty cosmic, I guess that's true. Uh, I've not. Oh, no, The only Thor movie I saw was the first one. I think you would like Ragnarok. I, yeah, not it sure. sounds like I would. I like Taika Waititi. Yeah, yeah. It definitely. Yeah, it
0: feels even though. So he plays a character and he uses his natural uh, accent but it just feels very kiwi the movie in general that's fine maybe i just say that because i know he made it so yeah anyway okay
1: all right so you can find us at com. that's where over the next few months you'll see reviews of many of these movies including some of the ones we already mentioned that i saw at sundance and some of the you're seeing a couple of tent poles in the next couple of weeks deadpool, yeah. deadpool 2 and, and solo a star wars story that's right Uh, so those reviews will be up. Uh, there's all kinds of other stuff up there. Um, check out Sarah's reviews of the independent film festival, Boston stuff that we talked a lot about here. Um, you can, Let's see. You can email us at Davy. Nope. You can email us at David at BattleshipRetention dot com or Tyler at BattleshipRetention dot com. You can follow me, David, on Twitter at Davey pretension. You can follow Tyler at Tyler pretension. Uh Anything going on at more than one lesson? Not right now.
0: Uh, there's been an extended break while I was getting ready for the film festival, but now that I'm back, um, w- we are scheduling a number of episodes. One's going to be on Annihilation. Oh, cool. Uh, one is going to be on Infinity War. Uh, and then we probably have some minisodes coming up as well. So probably Great. in the next month or so.
1: So all that's available at com. Thank you for listening. We'll get you next time. Bye. Bye.